Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So in the last couple of episodes, I have covered fight and flight. And that when we are faced with a psychological threat of some kind, we usually do fight or flight in order to deal with it. There is a third option also, which is freeze. Now, if we're talking about the animal kingdom, there are many species of animals that use freeze to survive. So when an animal uses freeze to survive, it basically means that they're gonna play dead in order to survive. And so there's actually a really funny scene out of the movie Ice Age 2, where you have two opossums, Eddie and Crash, played by Josh Peck and Sean William Scott, who have a mammoth with them who also thinks she's an opossum, and her name is Ellie, played by Queen Latifah. So what happens in the movie is that a predatory bird begins to circle overhead, and they all freeze and stop what they're doing, and they play dead. And this is something that really happens in the animal kingdom. And I ended up doing some research on this to understand exactly how it works. And it turns out there are lots of animals that do this. Some of them secrete a smell that mimics death. And so the predators will not eat an animal who smells like death because it's potentially poisonous. There are other animals who simply play dead and, and predators get distracted and look for other prey when something isn't moving. They're always looking for movement and if another animal is moving somewhere else, they get distracted. There are also animals who, and even insects, who because they seem dead, when a predator gets them in their mouth, they might feel like the prey is dead and release their grip. So there are actually lots of really functional reasons why an animal would play dead in order to survive. And I'm sure the list goes on and on. So there are lots of reasons that freezing or playing dead is actually a great way to survive some kind of threat. And just like animals, humans have also found that freezing is a way to survive whatever is the psychological threat. So... What it looks like is interesting. I have seen people literally physically freeze, stop moving when they are overwhelmed. And that sometimes happens in the therapy room. People will actually stop talking, stop moving when they're discussing something that is traumatic. They will actually become paralyzed when they start to think about something terrible that has happened to them. And 
I see it in other ways too. Sometimes people will just simply stop speaking and they will become non-responsive when I speak to them. And it's because they are in freeze mode and really being emotionally immersed in a past trauma. Now, there are some times where people just refuse to speak. I mean, I've had people who didn't want to be in therapy just sit there with their arms crossed and refuse to speak. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who become paralyzed and are no longer there and are unable to really address issues because they are in the middle of experiencing a trauma on the inside over again and they've become paralyzed. There are also people who will kind of space out and I see that sometimes in my office where the person will kind of almost look like they're having like a petite mal seizure and then they will say, oh, sorry, I was just spacing out for a second. Or or they will report that they don't really feel like they're present, like they feel like they're out of their body, like they're not here. And so that's kind of what it looks like when we're talking about freeze mode when we're talking about people dealing with a psychological threat on the inside and they kind of stop, everything stops, or they're not connected. Now, the way that this develops is that I talked about before how there are families who are okay with anger and have more respect if you have fight in you and are okay with fighting, but they don't want to get too mushy or lovey-dovey or anything like that. That feels extremely uncomfortable in those families and they don't want to be vulnerable. And then there are other families who consciously walk away from conflict, who only want to talk about good things, who try to avoid anything that's negative, and there's that. Now, the families where freeze becomes the response are usually families where it's not okay to fight and it's not okay to leave and generally it's not okay to have your own feelings or opinions about much of anything. And so this happens often when kids are in an abusive situation and running away will get them in trouble, fighting back will get them hurt even more. And so they find a way to escape without leaving. They find a way to run away without physically running away. And so they find a way to escape in their minds and so that they don't feel the pain of what's happening in their bodies. And this is another type of coping skill. 
And it happens as a way of sort of preserving sanity. Kids are being threatened physically and they're not allowed to escape and they're not allowed to fight back. And so they find a way to escape in their minds without losing their minds. And so it is quite adaptive. It is actually an excellent way to cope in a situation where you cannot fight and you cannot leave. And so in the animal kingdom as well, it's extremely effective. The animals do generally survive if they can freeze and play dead. And so some people, and you may be one of these people, have taken this coping skill to the next level where not only are you able to escape your body or escape a situation without leaving, but you may have developed your own fantasy world. It's like taking, going to a happy place to the next level where some people have gotten so good at this that they have created a fantasy world and often go to this fantasy world because it is so pleasant and such a wonderful distraction from what's happening in real life right now. Now, the reason that people end up coming into therapy and wanting to fix this about themselves is because somehow the freeze response has caused problems in their life. Maybe this has happened to you where you end up in a romantic relationship and the person that you are with really gets upset when you kind of exit without leaving. And they would much rather hash things out, talk it through, deal with it, than you to kind of go into your fantasy world and you're not there anymore. And so being in your world or freezing no longer fits the situation. That you are no longer in a place where fighting or leaving is not the option. Now it is an option and you want to do something different besides freezing because you want to preserve your relationship. But generally it's always that escape from feeling pain in your body somehow and feeling pain in your mind somehow. It's an escape. Now, there's an intervention that we do when people go to freeze or go to disconnection. The real word for this is dissociation. When people go to dissociation, we know they're trying to escape from their bodies. And so what we do as an intervention is we help people to get really good at noticing when they're beginning to disconnect and they're beginning to try to escape. 
And so when you get good at noticing, ah, I'm spacing out again, I'm wanting to leave without leaving, then you can do something that gets you back into your body. And we do what we call grounding techniques, meaning we do little exercises where people can feel their bodies and we might do like the five senses, taste, touch, smell, sight, sound, and have people just kind of look around and go through all five of the senses. So that's something I typically do in my office. But you can do that on your own. You can also do something tactile to make you feel grounded again, meaning you can you can grab something and feel the shape of something. You can grab a pillow, but you can do something to connect your body back to the earth and back to your surroundings in order to become present again. And that is the idea. The idea is that if you find yourself freezing or dissociating, recognize that you are there and bring yourself back to the present and bring yourself back to your body. This is how you can overcome the freeze response or dissociation. And this is one of those things that I see people improve very quickly when they become aware of this habit of freezing. And once you begin to catch yourself in freeze mode and notice yourself doing it and noticing when you do it, and why you do it, then knowledge becomes power. Once you have the awareness, you can no longer really go back to the way that you once used this coping skill because it just becomes second nature to catch yourself after a while, which is promising. But you also have to be capable of tolerating your present circumstances in order to get out of freeze or dissociation. You cannot be in an abusive situation now. And if you are in an abusive situation now, I wouldn't want you to get rid of freeze just yet because it probably is effective until you can come up with something else that works better. And you can come up with something that works better. And so the idea is that if you are in an abusive situation now, you're probably going to have to move from freeze into flight. You're going to have to run away physically. And that's not so easy. And so you might need a little bit of help if it's time for you to fly, if it's time for you to get out of a current situation in which you are unsafe 
and you're still trying to survive that. Don't be upset with yourself if you're still going to freeze because it is highly effective in terms of a coping skill. But just know that you're going to have to go at some point and you might need someone to help you go and find safety somewhere else. But the main thing is that fight, flight, and freeze are coping skills that all human beings develop in order to survive threats. It starts off maybe as actual threats to your survival. And then later, it becomes a way of surviving psychological threats. And everybody has a tendency towards either fight, flight, or freeze. We are raised in families that choose usually one over the others, and we fall into whatever our family is comfortable with. And it is sort of the natural order of things to become an adult, move out of your family's home, and find out that the coping skills that you used to use to survive growing up in your family and living with your family are no longer necessary to survive and live today because either you're alone or you're with different people who don't require you to have the same coping skills that you once did. And so I wish you the best on your journey to recovery and healing from whatever was a threat to you growing up and is no longer a threat to you now. Be well, and thank you for listening.